Hi ladies, welcome back to the Full Disclosure Podcast. I'm your host Tiffany and on this episode we're going to be talking about gaslighting. Now if you're anything like me you probably think gaslighting is another form of ghosting. That is incorrect. Um, I actually first heard this term gaslighting on um, actually TikTok. And that's when I learned that, no, it is not a form of ghosting. This is actually a form of emotional abuse. Um, And this um, form of emotional abuse is seen in different types of relationships. Um, And it's the act of manipulating a person by forcing them to question their thoughts, memories, and the events occurring around them. A victim of gaslighting can be pushed so far that they begin to question their own sanity. Now, this is a really dangerous form of emotional abuse, and I have been a victim of this. And I did not know um, I was a victim of this until actually I got out of the relationship and I started noticing things. I just didn't know the name for it. I didn't know there was a term for it. Um, and then lo and behold, on TikTok, I... Um, heard the term and the lady in the video was describing it and I was like ding 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 I was in this type of relationship um so how does gaslighting work so gaslighting is a very effective tactic that causes tremendous pain and suffering to its victims um unfortunately it can also take hold easier than you might think um anyone can be the victim of gaslighting it, there doesn't matter what race, uh, what social class you are, where you're from, it can occur to anyone. Um, and some type of relationships where it can occur is like parent-child, uh, between siblings. Um, the huge one is a romantic relationship and in marriage. Um, on a larger scale, it can occur between an employer and subordinates social or religious leaders and their followers and heads of government and their constituents. Um, And it is also a common technique of abusers, dictators, narcissists, and cult leaders. The effects of gaslighting are slow and gradual. um, And this is why it is so dangerous. Um, And it's conducted slow. So the victim doesn't realize that they are being manipulated Um, Isolated acts of manipulation are often dismissed by the victim as a random event um, if done over a longer period of time. Whereas if the events took place over a shorter period of time, the victim might notice and conduct the or uh, notice and connect the events to a greater overall ploy. The term gaslighting is actually dated back to 1944. There was a film called um, Gaslight. And it's basically where um, a young woman is manipulated into believing that she is imagining events by her husband. Um, So I want you to take a second and I want you to think about all the relationships you've had in your life. And I want you to think about those particular relationships and think of any times that stand out to you where you've noticed certain things like this. And I'm gonna go over you the warning signs, over with you the warning signs um, that will help you out a little bit. That'll make you be like, that'll make you, you know, realize that, hey, I, yeah, yeah, this totally happened. 
So number one are white lies. If someone is telling you a white lie that you know to be false, they might be gaslighting you. Now, not all these lies are created equal. Um, you know, we all say our little white lies, right? Um, but for gaslighting to be at play, this must be um, a white lie. And it's a blatantly untrue statement as opposed to a confused inaccuracy. For example, if you were at the Lavoie looking at the Mona Lisa, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, um, and your wife told you that she thinks the famous piece was painted by Donatello, instead of um, correcting her to a Leonardo da Vinci, um, you tell her, yes, this was painted by Donatello. Um, this would be a lie that you know to be untrue. Um, you know, and so that is basically, boom, that is gaslighting right there. Um, if your wife told you that the Mona Lisa is your favorite painting, and when you say no, the Starry Night is, and your wife insists that you have told her that the Mona Lisa is your favorite painting dozens of times before, that would be a white lie and an example of gaslighting. Um, now, I want to talk a little bit about my past relationship and yes, this throughout the over a, a decade I was with this particular person over a decade. Think about that. That's crazy. Um, ever since the beginning, it was always little white lies, you know, and it made me to the point where I thought I was legit. I thought I was going crazy after a time. I was like, no way. Like, how, like, am I imagining this? Like, and it plays some real psychological damage. I mean, it is very, very damaging. And just now I'm working through that process of, you know, of reversing that damage. Um, number two is denial in the face. This usually happens when a partner um, is cheating and you have that proof and they're still denying it. Um, so basically this type of gaslighting or the sign of gaslighting occurs when someone is insisting that they're not lying, even if you have proof that they are. They do this to disrupt your perception of truth and to get you to doubt the proof you have. For instance, say you told your husband to take out the trash on his way out to work. He hears you say it and he takes off for work. When you come home that night, you see that the trash was not taken out. So you take the trash out yourself. And after a few hours, when your husband arrives home, you ask him why he didn't take out the trash. And he tells you that he did. You counter saying, no, when I got home, the trash was still there. So I took it out, but he still insists that it was him that took it out and not you. And so you must be confused. Boom. This is huge. And this actually happened also. Number two warning sign. Um, in my past relationship, I had caught him cheating. And um, when I had come forward and, and showed him the proof, he'd be like, oh, no, 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 that didn't happen. She was there because of this. No, she's not. She's your ex-girlfriend. She was there because you fucked her. I mean, come on. There's no other reason. All right. Um, number three, they manipulate your feelings towards people or things against you. So a gaslighter will always try and twist the way you feel about things or the things or, or uh, you feel about people or the things you love. Um, by doing this, they eliminate competition for your love and create a higher level of dependability upon them. This is also how codependent, 
codependency develops. Um, an example might be your parents. Your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your partner knows that you're very close with your parents, but they try to disrupt that relationship. This could be gaslighting. He might try and poison the way you feel about them by creating lies. Maybe he'll say that your mother told him something upsetting, but when you question her about it, and why'd she say that to him, and she tells you that she never did, and then you go to your boyfriend, and he says, oh, no, 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 you know, she did tell me that, you know, and you're like, no, I went to my mom, and she said she never did, and he still, you know, is is saying that she did, that is a form um, of gaslighting, and he is um, saying that your mom is a liar, basically. Um, gaslighting, you know, convinces their victim that everyone is a liar and not them. Um, you know, everyone but the gaslighter themselves is a liar. And this is very, this is a very common move by a gaslight, uh, by a gaslighter. And by doing this, they're attacking your identity and your being. So when they do this and they're like, no, you're the one that's lying because I would never do that or I would never say that. They're attacking who you are as a person. They are saying that you are an untruthful person when you know that you're not. But this happens over time and on a repetitive level, the more and more they do it, the more and more you are going to start to believe them. And so you, this is like a huge, number three is a huge one, a huge sign to look out for. Um, number four, this is probably the most important because this is like the formula of gaslighting and what makes it so, so destructive to oneself. Um, because it's conducted, like I said before, very, very slow and gradual and it affects the victim's conscience and perception of reality and a victim will wear down over time. Um, an analogy would be, correct me if I say this wrong, called the Sortie's paradox. Um, if you basically what that paradox is, is if you remove a single grain of sand from a heap of sand, it is still a heap of sand. You won't notice that missing grain. However, if you keep removing a grain of sand over time, eventually there will be no sand and the heap will no longer be a heap. So eventually if this, if this keeps going on and on and on, eventually there will be no heap. There will be nothing there left. Um, number five, their actions do not match their words. When dealing with a person or entity that gaslights, it's important to examine their actions as opposed to what they're telling you. Um, you know, the saying actions speak louder than words when it comes to gaslighting, that saying or that cliche is so true. Gaslighting will only work if you allow their words to have more power than their actions. They are simply using their words to distract you from their actions. And they do this because they're almost like they're genius. People who are gaslighters and who are narcissists, you know, for example, cult leaders, you know, when you look back and you do your research, if you're interested in that and cult leaders, I mean, they're geniuses. They're, they're smart. And it's usually men. They are smart, smart men. I mean, and they're charismatic and they're like all about the people and all about giving, but it's a facade. So 
this is also also I forgot to mention and I'm not going to mention any presidents here but this is also very calming uh very common in political leaders so like for instance if a political or elected official tells those that elected them that they'll do one thing and then they end up passing legislation or voting against that very thing then the constituents are being gaslit. This is so big in politics, in American politics today, I should rephrase. I'm not sure how they do it in other countries, but I know America is huge, huge, huge. Um, the, the political leaders are gaslighters. They're gaslighters. Not all of them, but, you know, if a president says they're going to do something and they end up not doing it or they're voting or they're passing legislation or voting against that very thing, they're gaslighters. So looking back at these five warning signs, the white lies, the denial in the face of proof, um, they manipulate your feelings towards people or they turn things against you. Um, they wear you down over time or their actions do not match their words. This is you know it's really, really important to be aware of gaslighting. Um, and it's okay if you're not aware or if you're just becoming aware and you're in this really long relationship and you're trying to get out, you know, ahead of you, I'm not going to lie. You know, once gaslighting takes a full hold on a victim, it is a very long road for that victim to recovery. Um, you know, because they basically have to rewire their, the way they perceive reality. So they have to rewire it back to, to before they met that particular person or before they were in that relationship. Um, you know, and sometimes when you are at that realization, cause that's the first step is, is coming to that realization that you're being gaslit. Um, and you don't know what to do. My advice, always go seek a mental health professional, um, or a life coach or somebody who has been through that experience, even somebody who has been through that experience. For me, I am all about firsthand experience. Like I, in my opinion, don't want to go to a therapist. I want to go and speak to somebody who's been in the same position or similar position as me because I want to hear their story and how they came to the realization and how they left that particular relationship. I feel like that's more beneficial. Um, It's a more beneficial way for me for healing. Um, is hearing other people's stories and interacting with them. Whereas seeing a therapist, they're the, you know, they may, they, you know, I've had therapists that will say point blank. Oh yeah. I understand how you feel. And it's like, have you been raped? Have you been molested as a child? Have you been in a really, really abusive relationship? If you answer no to all those questions and you don't know how you don't understand how I feel just because you went to school and read books you have to have that firsthand experience to really know how you're going to react and deal in that situation. You know, I'm not saying school is bad. I'm, you know, I'm go to college, get your education, you know, especially when you're going to be working with psychology or the brain. Um, but I like dealing with people who have firsthand experience, you know, um, support groups are really, really beneficial. There may not be a support. There isn't a lot of support groups out there for, um, like sexual violence survivors or just from abusive relationships. Most of the support groups are NAs and AAs and there's really nothing else for for other women or for other men like us because it's not just women who experience this. This, victims can also be men. 
you know, or um, binary or whatever gender you decide to identify with or however you identify. It doesn't just happen against one. It happens to all. Um, And I think the first step is realizing it, accepting, you know, accepting that, yeah, this is it and admitting to it that, yeah, I've been in this relationship. A lot of people don't like to admit to certain things because they're scared of judgment. You don't need to be afraid of judgment. Like the world is so judgmental, but the more and more people who are non-judgmental and who come forward and who speak about these things, you know, the more it's going to become normalized, right? Right now, for instance, talking about sexual violence is not normal. It's looked down upon. It's shh behind the door. You keep it on the down low. Why? Why is that? It's because society tells us that. And society as a whole, we need to work together and to make these stigmas and these things that are hushed about behind and who and that stay behind closed doors. We need to speak about them. We need to have our voices heard. We need to raise our voices. We need to know that We need to let people know this is a real thing. This is happening. And we need to be educated and aware. Um, You know, yes, I was in a really toxic relationship. Um, The relationship was 12 years of being gaslit by somebody. And it wasn't healthy. And so I have like 12 years of healing, of rewiring my brain back to my reality, back to the reality that I know is real. Um, you know, and I believe that people do change, you know, um, I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, I also have a defense mechanism up. I'm also very aware of who I'm interacting with and what they're saying, you know, um, because I know how they are or I know how they were, you know, and some traits and some behaviors, once you've been doing that for so long for those perpetrators, for the people who do those types of things, it's really, really hard to even rewire their brain back to normalcy, I guess. Um, not saying they're not normal. It's just people who are abusive in this type of way. There's something off in their brain or there's something off in their life. They have this, and it's usually within themselves that they're not happy. And so they project that unhappiness and that negativity onto other people because that's the only type of feel good that they're going to have in their life. Um, You know, so it's really, really important. And if you are being gaslit, you know, and you notice that right away in a new relationship, leave. If you notice that you're being gaslit and you're in a long-term relationship and you want to leave and don't know how, reach out. You can reach out to me. You can reach out to, um, try to reach out to anybody. And if you're afraid to reach out to people who know you, Google. When you reach out to me, I'll help you try to find resources. I will try to do my best and to help you and guide you any way that I can. Um, you know, because we need to stick together gaslighting is a real real serious form of emotional abuse and for a woman who has been um emotionally abused verbally abused sexually abused emotional abuse is in my opinion one of the worst ones you know physical abuse yeah it has some bad damage um 
you know, the sexual abuse. Yeah, it's physical, you know, but the emotional, the point where somebody is making you feel like their words, their words are, words are powerful, more powerful than, um, than actions. And this is coming from somebody who's um, a survivor, you know, in my opinion, the emotional abuse from my past relationship takes all over of what I got through growing up as a child. Um, you know, and actually having a conversation with, you know, my ex-partner and he admitted that, yeah, he gaslit me throughout our relationship and he's aware of that now and that he's working and getting help for that. That shows that there are, that there is hope and that people can change, you know, um, just be smart and notice those warning signs and leave as soon as possible leave as soon as possible because sometimes that emotional abuse is is irreversible um sometimes people can't stand with that emotional abuse pain you know and they commit suicide not everybody is going to be strong-willed you know not everybody is going to have some people just suffer so much and so much in silence because they're afraid they're afraid of judgment um So speaking up and speaking out is really, really important. Um, So please, if you are a victim of gaslighting, it is okay. You can reach out to me. I want to hear your story. I want to hear your story. I want to hear the moment you realized that you were being gaslit. I want to hear the moment you realized that you needed to leave and that you left. I want you to tell me how you did it, you know, and how long it took you to do it. Because to me, you're out of that relationship. That's like so inspiring, you know, because... We're all in this together. We have all gone through some some form of abuse. You know, a lot of us don't experience the physical or the sexual, but a lot of us experience the emotional and the verbal, you know? And sometimes we experience those two on a daily basis. Um, but speaking up and speaking out is really, really important.